Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster who switched to Bengal Spice a while ago, but you're hearing this in the future. You're in my future uh, where I switched it to Bengal Spice from a recording beverage uh, patrons. Oh boy, is it perfect for cutting down on those mouth noises. Uh, thanks for supporting me. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, uh, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed. Turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you where, where uh, create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, changes in time or temperature. Uh, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> like a I apologize. I seriously apologize, listeners. Uh, I don't know if you have this experience at bedtime or daytime, but you're doing one thing and then your mind goes to somewhere else. I'm leaning in right now. And uh, like another part of my brain said, Scoots, what about that thing we had to get done? And uh, like I went, like part of me, and I'm not gonna, like I'm, I'm, I can be honest with you. You're and you might be a new listener. This might be new to you. Podcaster getting honest about uh, his foibles, but yeah, one part of my brain just took off on me and said, uh, it got, and it got my attention. It said, "Scoots, uh, we got to talk about this thing." And I said, like, uh, and it started telling me all this stuff. Uh, I'm not like while I was just talking there for the past like four, fourteen seconds or so. And that's not really fair uh, because I'm really here to pay attention to you and try to be in the moment. I kind of got sucked out of the moment there. So I'm going to kind of reset and then maybe we'll come back to this. Uh, uh, so uh, what, like, uh, it, like uh, we do with bedtime story, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the right lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. That's right around. I could even, pay, I'll, I'll go into what happened too. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. So what I'm going to attempt to do. Is create a safe place where you, you reestablish it in this case, where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. It could be things you're thinking about, past, present, or future, right? We just got an example of how that happens even during the day. But for me, it's at night, it's even more amplified. It could be feelings or emotions coming up for you. But I'm trying to have a grounded thing of uh, for me and say, hey, well, it's a realistic, Scoots. You know, everybody gets uh, spun out and distracted, even sleep podcasters. So you can't be having feelings about anything, though, and they might even be, they might just be coming up. You don't even know where they came from, and uh, I'm here to keep you company for, through that. It could be physical sensations, uh, whatever it is that's keeping you awake. I'd like to uh, take your mind off of that and keep you company as you drift off, and that's my job. Uh, now, if you're new, before I get to the distractions, uh, uh, distracting you with my distractions, let me set up a couple things for you if you're new, because this podcast is very different, and it could throw new listeners off. Understandably, you might be coming to this show skeptical or doubtful or confused, and those are all legitimate ways to view this podcast at first, because it is different. It, of course, if you can't sleep or you have trouble sleeping, you say, what is this person going to put me to sleep or doing what? Or what are they up to? Or, you know, that's totally normal. Also, I have creaky, dulcet tones and pointless meanders. Did I say that? Am I so distracted? That's how I do this. I create a safe place by sending my voice across the deep, dark night using lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones and pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. Uh, so that not, that's not everybody's cup of tea at first. And now most listeners say, give it a few tries, uh, and see how it goes. Uh, and the best way to listen to this podcast is to barely not listen or mostly not, mostly barely pay attention. Just imagine we're out of focus a little bit. You're saying, Hmm, Scoots, you're coming at like, I don't really need to like, yeah, you don't have to hold my words in, in your ears. You could just let them bounce off. I call it reflective listening. You know, there's active listening and all that stuff. Reflect, reflective listening, I think this is the only example other than when you're not, like, other than, like, the, like I'm sure there's people that are, like, intentionally 
reflective listening, but those are people on a mountaintop or under a Bodhi tree. Uh, but this is like a, for regular everyday people is, uh, you, you just let my words bounce off your eardrums. You say, okay, brain, don't worry about it. You, should, you know, turn those, you don't have to turn the synapses off or whatever they're called, the ganglias or whatever. But, you know, just turn it down. You know, let those words hit, hit my eardrums that Scoots is saying. And, you know, turn your interpretation and your understanding, you know, bring it, bring it down to whatever. Put it on... Uh, like, a, you know, we don't necessarily have sleep mode, but, you know, passive mode. Because imagine if you told somebody, oh, I want to try to listen to you passively. They'd say, what, you know, especially if it was someone that you're supposed to listen to, they'd say, what is, what do you mean passive listening? So this is a bit like that, but it's like sounds better. You say, well, it's ref- like reflective listening. Oh, you're going to reflect back what I'm saying? Well, actually, literally, I will be doing that, but I'm not exactly sure where the sound waves will go. I'll be reflecting your sound waves or my eardrums. My whole body actually reflects sound waves. I learned this, uh, you know, from YouTube or something. But uh, so, yeah, we'll be uh, reflecting your sound waves. What was the question? Oh, it's supposed to new listeners. So kind of get, give it a few tries, kind of see how it goes. But don't you don't really need to listen to me. Sometimes this podcast really throws people off when they're expecting it to get somewhere or for things to start happening or for it to develop or go someplace. It will eventually barely go someplace, but we're more like a floating leaf on a slow-moving stream uh, than, you know, some sort of action, you know, like where you say, well, boy, wow, that's uh, that's some current really moving that leaf. I say, well, no, I don't know. The leaf's going, is the leaf even? So it could kind of barely listen. And here's the other uh, paradoxical thing. I'm not really here to put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company. And so there is no pressure to fall asleep. I'm here to serve you in a strange way by just talking and and keeping you company. And you can fall asleep whenever you want. Ideally, you don't even notice. That's the whole goal of the show. I take your mind off stuff. At some point, you fall asleep. I'm walking at at your side. We're up on the clouds or whatever. Uh, and, uh, you say, uh-huh, you pretend, you know, you're reflectively listening. Uh-huh, Scoots. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Podcast puts me to sleep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then you drift off. That's the goal of the show. Now, here's the other thing. If you can't sleep, I'm going to be here till the end to keep you company. So that's the other side of it is if you can't sleep, uh, I'm here because some listeners just can't sleep or you're waking up or you need a break during the day. I'm here for you. The, the show's complete. Uh, it's just a kind of complete that you don't need to listen to really unless you need to or want to. So podcast you don't need to listen to, and it's a podcast to put you to sleep that really more uh, is here while you fall asleep. A sleep offering instead of a sleep solution, sometimes I say. Uh, so that's that. Oh, structurally, this can also throw new people off, so I want to acknowledge it. The show starts off with a greeting. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, and in these episodes, trees and multiforms. Uh, then we have business, and that's how we keep the podcast coming to you twice a week. Then there's an intro. And normally, the, like, it's the intro that throws people off. Sometimes people think that the business lasts the whole intro, but the business is just a portion at the beginning of the show. Then there's an intro, which is really long. It's about 12 to 20 minutes long. And it's me kind of keeping you company and just talking and introducing the podcast. And about 2% of regular listeners skip the intro. And, uh, like everyone else, the, you, when you become a regular, at first it's to introduce you to the podcast and to kind of get an idea of what you're in for, which is not, you know, not much, a leaf floating on a barely moving stream. Uh, but if you become a regular listener, what it kind of happens is you say, oh, okay, this is how I like to consume sleep with me. And some examples of that are starting the podcast as you're getting ready for bed, whether it's brushing your teeth or changing your clothes or, uh, turning down your bed or, you know, doing some other bedtime activities that are chill, like sitting or laying or knitting or hooking. You know, I've seen some people do something like knitting, but it's hooking. Uh, Maybe you're playing hooky and you say, well, I'm just going to take the day off and take a nap. That's awesome. Um, Or maybe like uh, you're doodling or... uh, I don't know, whatever it is, maybe you're petting your animal and they're drooling, because I almost said drooling. 
so, or some people are in bed and they start the podcast and as they're getting comfortable and getting settled. So the whole idea of the intro is to ease you into bedtime with something that's kind of familiar and comforting, but also different every time because my brain constantly adapts to sleep stuff and, and it says, okay, this is not, might work for me once, but I guess my philosophy of sleeping with me is that it's different every time to get by those parts of you. And I think the beginning of the show is a perfect example of that, but I'll come back to that. But so the, that's the intro. So it could throw people off. Then there's business between the intro and the show. That's just part of podcast structure. Then there we'll be talking about an episode of Doctor Who, series season three, episode two, Shakespeare Code, uh, the Shakespeare Code. But it'll be very, if you've seen the episode, you'll say, wow, that was not much. They had Shakespeare and the Doctor and Martha in it. Uh, Other than that, I don't know how accurate it was. And if you haven't seen it, don't worry. It'll be like a bedtime story. And actually a really nice one. You got Martha, the Doctor, and Shakespeare in it. So you say, okay. I don't know who two of those three people are, but it sounds somewhat uh, bedtime and story and do. And I say, you got it. That's what I'm here for. Uh, then there's some thank yous at the end of the show. So that's a structure show. The reason I make the show is twofold. One, you deserve a good night's sleep. I want you to know that. And I'm here to try to provide that if I can. Uh, because you, you deserve it. Your world will be a better place. Your life will be a little bit better. You'll be rested. And our, our greater world will be a better place. So you deserve a good night's sleep. The other reason I make your show is because I've been there and I know how it feels. And if I can relieve that for any of you or reduce it, that's my honor. So those, so the, oh, and then, the, yeah, and that kind of leads into, I, I have a person, you know, I have one of those brains that's going a mile a minute, uh, and it's not always productive and also needs a little bit. It's constantly adapting. And so even tonight I said, okay, well, I'm going to start the podcast intro. And I started doing it and I got to this familiar part. Uh, and then I re- remembered someone wrote something on Reddit that was funny in a positive way. And people were kind of going back like, oh, good thing. Scoot, you know, I like it when Scoot says press play. Don't, don't forget to turn out the lights. Like people were, and I was thinking about that in a positive way. Then my brain said, what about that other stuff you got to finish getting done later? And I said, oh, yeah. And I said, well, here's what I think. I, I, like, this is meanwhile, this is why I was talking. I mean, that was like a, a part of the podcast that's kind of rote memory anyway. But that doesn't excuse it. It's just important. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means uh, I fell out of focus there. And then it said, it was talking about this uh YouTube video I made to explain something about the Patreon feed to patrons. And I said, okay, this is what you got to do to improve that. And so I knew, and then I started thinking, okay, then we'll do this and we'll do this. We got to get it done. And then I realized that I was spun out like editing a YouTube video while I was trying to talk to you. And that's why I acknowledge and apologize because I said, wait a second, excuse me uh, to do brain. I got to get back to the listener who's trying to fall asleep. And that, you know, sometimes I'm in a calm spot like I am today and embracing an accepting spot. And I can say, hey, I know you want to get that done. And that's a concern of ours for later. Let me focus on the moment right now. And this person we're trying to help fall asleep. Uh, I respect that you want to get that done later. But I'm going to return to this moment. I'm going to let this person know what happened uh, and just see how it goes. At, at nighttime, that does not that that conversation does not go that well. Also, there's like probably forty or fifty voices, and some of them are from the far far past and the far future or fictional futures and pasts, uh, saying, "Oh boy, wait till this," you know. And so, I know how it feels. So when you say, "Well, I just want to go to sleep here," could you give me a break? Uh, and the idea of the podcast is that's a tool in that to say, "Hey." Let me take you, just listen to me and I'll kind of take up your brain space here. But it has to be, in my opinion, a little bit different every time because there's something about that going through that, that I wasn't in the moment and I knew what I was going to say for the next 45 seconds that my other part of my brain said, let's run with this. I got got a memo for you to read. Uh, So I don't know. I mean, the other thing is if you're regular listeners, you you hear it. Like this podcast is always incrementally evolving. 
and I'm growing as a person. So it really is an honor for me to make this show because not only do I know how it feels, uh, I don't know, like uh, like in serving you in some small way, uh, is gives me great meaning, but it also gives me a lot of growth opportunities that I might not necessarily have. So I don't know, like. Uh, I'm here to try to take your mind off. So if you're new, yeah, the show's very different. But give it a few tries. There's nothing really to lose. It's a free podcast, right? And just see how it goes. And maybe maybe the podcast doesn't work for you, but you say, well, I did like the doodling. And then maybe you try out another sleep podcast or something else. Uh, so just see how it goes. I really do want to help. I really appreciate you coming by. I work hard. I yearn and I strive. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep uh, Thanks again, and here's a couple of ways we're able to bring you this podcast uh, for free. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary trees and multiforms, it's time for season three, uh, episode or series three, episode two, uh, the Shakespeare Code, and it starts out in London, fifteen ninety nine, but uh, that always makes me think of nineteen eighty nine, the num the, the, some, something the number. Sound of the Funky Drummer, uh, but this one is London night, 1599. It starts with a candlelight and uh, a little hint of romance as someone's playing like a lute or a lyre or something with a very short neck, the, whatever the instrument is. And there's flirty words, tonight is the night, uh, oh boy, is, and Lilith is the one, uh, her smile like a summer bloom, as they say. As the like the caller, the gentleman caller says, or the singer, they uh, say, "Okay, let's uh, let's have a little kissy poo." And uh, they go into her her uh, her house is a little bit different. Uh, the gentleman says, "This is different than what I expected," because there's some toil, toil, boil, and bubble going, and his kiss transforms him. Uh, and there's mother, mother, uh, mother uh, deer, deer, deer finger, and uh, bloom tide, uh, and uh, they say, wait a second, you have two mothers and you, and then they say, oh boy, trouble's coming uh, before this episode. You know, this is what this episode's going to be about, it, uh, and we have the opening of the episode. This one is by Gareth Roberts. Uh, we open with TARDIS in action. Uh, uh, Martha's kind of asking, well, how does this travel in time? Anyway, and the doctor says, hey, don't take any mystery out of it. Just, uh, you don't, he goes, also, you don't want to know. Just uh, hold on. Uh, Martha says, blimey. She says, did you have to pass a test to, 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 to drive this thing? He goes, yeah, I didn't pass. So, uh, goes, make the most of it. This is your only trip. Uh, and then they stop. He says, outside this door is Brave New World. Uh, holy cow, get ready, Martha. It's going to be exciting. And she bites her lower lip. Uh, like She says, okay, what am I in for? And she goes out the door first, and she says, what in the heck? Uh, where are we? The doctor says, look around. Uh, and she goes, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Uh, we traveled in time. Uh, and Martha's very inquisitive, uh, so she says, wait a second, where are we? No, no, well, let me get uh, an idea of this. Uh, when are we? And then we see some chamber pots. Uh, uh, the doctor says, okay, before, you know, before WCs is when we are. And she goes, yeah, I've worked, you know, I, I worked in, uh, so she goes, I, you know, and she goes, is this okay? Can we just walk around? He goes, yeah. And she goes, what about if a butterfly isn't changing the future? He goes, uh, okay, well, don't bother any butterflies, particularly Bernie. And she goes, what if I run into my, like, great-grandfather or something? He goes, uh, don't, are you planning on that? She, he, he goes, okay. Or she says, no. He says, she goes, what, when are we again? This is London. He goes, yeah, 1599. And they kind of talk about the cultural traditions there. And she says, Jesus, is this like, uh, you know, this is a different world. And the doctor says, just walk around with uh, confidence. Elizabethan England, uh, it might be uh, not as different as you think it is. Uh, they have recycling, water cooler moments, uh, and then people, uh, buskers, you know, saying, oh boy, trouble coming. 
And he says, in popular entertainment, uh, doctor's very happy about this. Uh, right down uh, in Southwark, Southwark, Southwark. Uh, uh, and they go past the London Bridge, I think. Uh, and it goes to the Globe Theater, brand new. But it's not, it's a tetradecagon, tetra, tetra uh, 14 sides, not a globe, actually, uh, containing, you know, the legend, the man, the myth, the legend, Shakespeare. Uh, let's see, yeah, he's really, like, doctors are really, uh, she's, she's Shakespeare's in there. And he goes, Mr. Jones? She goes, Mr. Smith? Uh, and then, uh, they go in at the, the perform. we'd missed the whole performance, uh, but everybody's clapping. Dr. Martha clearly watched the whole performance. She's like this, that was amazing. You know, even though it doesn't smell great in here. And then she goes, where's Shakespeare? And she starts shouting our author, author. And then everyone else takes up. She goes, is that normal? And then we have a, like a Kenneth Branagh-esque uh, Shakespeare as opposed to like other Shakespeare's. And she goes, whoa, boy, this guy's Branagh-esque, uh, or however you say it. Uh, you know, she goes, he's no ginger. And Scooch doesn't, not positive that Kenneth Branagh is a ginger, but she says he's, uh, he's striking, uh, a bit different than his portraits. Then we see Lilith from the opening, and she has a, like an, uh, a Shakespeare, one of those Shakespeare action figures she's playing with. Uh, Doctor loves Shakespeare. He says, genius, 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 uh, most human, human ever. And we get to speak, is, is hear him speak. Uh, and then it kind of turns out that Shakespeare's a jerk. He's yelling at the crowd, overconfident, I'd say, or uh, brash. Uh, you know, he says, be quiet to the crowd. Uh, uh, and the doctor Martha says, maybe you shouldn't have met your heroes. Uh, and he goes, yeah, that's great. Uh, he kind of just gives a hard time on a thing. But Willis work in his action figure. She seems to have some sort of power over his action figure. And he goes, I know what you're saying. Love's labor's lost. Uh, just stopped at the end without the ending. Uh, and he goes, don't worry. Uh, all in good time. You can't rush a genius. Uh, and then Lilith says something to his action figure. He says, oh, yeah, no, no. Tomorrow night will be the premiere of the sequel, Love's Labors 1. So don't worry about it. I think Lilith says something like timing's right or something tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, and then the doctor has a WTF face at that. He says, wait a second, something strange happened there. And then after everybody's leaving the play, the doctor and Martha are talking. Uh, she goes, I never heard of that. The doctor goes, yeah, it was a lost play, only rumored to exist. Uh, never turned up. No one knows why. She, she goes, could you get a mini disc? We could tape it. Uh, and, uh, you know, like uh, download, you know, sell, sell it or something. The doctor goes, no, no, no. She goes, yeah, you're right. Uh, and she goes, well, how come the play disappeared if he's talking about it? And the doctor goes, well, maybe we should stick around and find out. I thought we were just going to come and see a play as our, fr you know, as our first date that's not a date or whatever the doctor likes to call these little journeys that he goes on. Uh, then we're out there outside, like, the Elephant Inn and Pub, I guess. Uh, upstairs, uh, Bill Shakespeare's drinking with uh, some of the actors, Dolly, the... Um, proprietor is kind of dolly bailey uh she's flirting uh lilith works there she's cleaning and the the actors and performers are like dude what do you mean we're gonna do a brand new play tomorrow we haven't rehearsed it we don't even have the script you're not even done he goes yeah i'll finish it tonight i'll have you get it to you in the morning uh, then the doctor rolls in like, hello, hey, Shakespeare. Uh, he goes, no, no, no. What are you, a super fan? No way, man. Uh, this is not the VIP hangout. Uh, shove off. Then he sees Martha. He goes, like, you could see that he's a bit of a problematic person. And he sends the actors to sew their costumes. Uh, and he's like, oh, boy, uh, hello, my sweet lady kind of thing. Sit right down. You'll hear a tale. But all eyes, sweet lady, so fitted, he says, such unusual clothes. 
Dolly goes, oh, what do you got, a new lad? Then Martha has some comedy. She goes, verily, forsooth, egads. And doctor says, okay, don't talk like that. He goes, I'm the doctor of Target Tardis. This is my companion, Martha Jones. He holds up the psychic paper, which Shakespeare sees through. Martha does not, though, so there's a little comedy there. Uh, then we kind of learn about the ignorance, like just like a more problematic talk from Shakespeare. Uh, but Martha says, dude, this is not cool. Like, don't talk to me like that. Uh, uh, then this dude shows up, uh, the master of revels. Oh, the doctor says she's from Fredonia. And he says, no, you're going to put a play on tomorrow night. That's against the rules. Like I got to deal with the bureaucracy first and I'm the bureaucracy. And, you know, I wield my power as I see fit. You'll see, you'll perform a play when I say you performance. And uh, I'm going to go get a banning order. Love, labor's lost may never be played because, you you know, you didn't ask for my permission first. Uh, Lilith kind of bumps into him by accident, but she clips some of his hair for her own action figure. So we see that the power of her action figures is powered by... Uh, like, uh, what do you call it? The power of the action figures powered by real hair. And, uh, then there's dramatic music. She calls to her mother. So she says, this bureaucrat's trying to cancel the play. And they go, no, no, no. It's got to be tomorrow. Uh, or oh, mothers are toil, toil, boil, and bubblers, by the way. Uh, so they're around a cauldron most of the time. And they say, water damps the fiercest flame. Flame, splashy splash, and all the same. Uh, head to the head to the big swimming hole in the sky, bureaucrat. Bye bye. So the bureaucrat just instantly kind of heads out to uh, the big bureaucracy and swimming hole in the sky. Uh, but the doctor, uh, what is this? About? Doctor's mind is oh, okay. So they go out. Yeah, uh, purple ring. You're not. Purple ring out to mystery solved. Uh, oh, dear. All run out. Stick. Oh, yeah. Big farm. Lindley to the big farm. But the doctor's mind is blown by it because he says this doesn't make any sense. Uh, he goes, this is just not, there's something missing here. Uh, and uh, they, uh, he says, the, yeah, something doesn't add up. Uh, and uh, then the doctor plays dumb. He goes, oh, it looks like this guy had just decided to, uh, like, head to a different, you know, bureaucratic form of existence. Uh, and she goes, why are you doing that? He goes, well, this is the dark ages. If you, uh, if I, if I played to my gut instincts, people would think it was uh, toil and toil boil bubblers. And she goes, well, what was it? He goes, boil, bo- toil, toil, boil and bubbling. Uh uh, then we see that they're making a potion and they're using magic words around the potion, the, 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 the uh, little finger, bloom tide and Lilith. Uh, then we go back to Shakespeare's office room and Dolly says, Hey, I got your room, sir, doctor and miss Jones. And, uh, Shakespeare's just trying to wrap his head around everything. Uh, and he says, I keep, you know, and Martha says, listen, man, you got to respect people. And, uh, uh, they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he says, uh, okay. And he says, geez, doctor, how can someone so young have eyes so old? Uh, and the doctor goes, I read a lot. He goes, oh yeah. He goes, that's what I do. He goes, but, uh, he goes to make a smart reply. And he goes, you, Martha, you look at the doctor like you're surprised he exists. He's as much as a puzzle to you as he is to me. And Martha goes, bedtime, hit the road. And he goes, well, I got to finish this play, but I'll get my answers from you, doctor, and why you got this constant performance going. And then there's this ongoing joke, doctor goes, all the world's a stage. He goes, well, I might use that uh, later. And they go, nighty night. This is a part of the episode where my heart beat is the strongest. Uh, uh, let's see. Because uh, him and Mar- Mar- Martha goes, well, this isn't exactly a five-star room. Uh, she goes, I don't have a toothbrush. The doctor goes, here you go. Venus- Venusian, Venusian spearmint. Uh, I got one for you. 
And she goes, well, what are we going to do? And the doctor goes, like, uh, she goes, there's only one bed. And the doctor goes, we'll make it work. Uh, and then they get in bed, like, the doctor's lying his back thinking, or they both are. And she goes, so this is like magic. Uh, she goes, a little bit Harry Potter. And the doctor's already read book seven before it came out. He goes, oh, so good. Uh, so many tears. And Martha goes, but is this real? And there's a building uh, interpersonal tension during this scene, at least where I was projecting, thinking uh, of my own feelings. But but Martha says, okay, is it real? The doctor goes, no. He goes, not Harry Potter. And he goes, this isn't what we think it is. Uh, and she goes, well, this is, you know, I just started, time travel's new to me. And he goes, it looks like it, but it's not. He goes, uh, you going to get in bed or what? So then they kind of try to, uh, she goes, geez, with two of us in bed, tongues are going to wag. And I said, holy cow, am I sweating or is this just a TV show? And the doctor goes, well, he goes, there's no such thing as the energy that toil, toil bubblers would use. Humans would. He goes, so there's something I'm missing, something close. And this is when the tension, right, staring me in the face. Now they're face to face. I think like she's ready to 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 to, to uh, connect, and the doctor goes, "I'm missing something." Rose would know. Oh, my friend Rose, she always knows what to say. He goes, "But you're a novice. Never mind. Uh, I'll bring you home tomorrow." And then Martha just goes, "Forget it." She she blows out the candle. You don't get anything. And I said, "Oh, doctor, man, what the heck, man?" And Martha blows out the candle. Then it goes to a commercial. And uh, yeah, now this is like old school because this isn't on streaming. It's on uh, DVR here, so I'm getting through it. Okay, so we come back, and Shakespeare's working. What is it? Oh, marionette. Uh, okay, so we see, we have candles. We have the window. We have uh, the doctor. He's a fe- I mean, Shakespeare's working with a uh, feather pen. There's a window behind him that Lilith opens up and she blows in this green fog and says, go to sleepy poo, Shakespeare. And then she takes out not just an action figure, Shakespeare, but a marionette action figure. And she makes him start writing. Uh, Like, so she's writing. The action figure has its own uh, feathered pen. And so the action figure and that are writing. The doctor's kind of uh, in bed, lying awake, thinking. Uh, we see again the window outside, and we see Shakespeare writing in kind of a robo Shakespeare mode. Uh, then he falls asleep, uh, and uh, Lilith kind of pats his head. And then uh, Dolly comes in. She goes, Will, what's going on in here? She goes, Lilith, what are you doing? Uh, playing with an action figure of Shakespeare next to Shakespeare? That's weird. And she goes, no, I was just, uh, and Dolly was ready to hang with Shakespeare. Lilith goes, I'll just uh, take off. And Dolly goes, no, you won't. Uh, and then Lilith goes, you know what? You should go visit that bureaucrat. Bye-bye. So Dolly does that. But first there's like a a bump. Uh which wakes the doctor and Shakespeare up. Uh, doctor and Martha hop out of bed, run in. They say, Did, was there a bump, Shakespeare? He goes, well, goes, Dolly went to go see that bureaucrat. Uh, and they go, what did you see? Uh, and he goes, and, and actually, I think they all saw it. Let me look at my notes again. Oh, wait, actually, it's playing <laughs> live above me. Okay, there's Dolly and Lilith. There's the bumpy poo. And then Lilith, I think, flies out the window. Shakespeare wakes up. Doctor and Martha into the room. Uh, Oh, yeah, Martha sees her fly off into the moonlight on a broom. And, you know, that's interesting. Uh, Full moon. Uh, Then it's the morning. Rooster crows. Uh, Shakespeare says, old sweet Dolly Bailey. Can't believe... uh, she left to go hang out with a bureaucrat. She had an enormous spirit. Uh, again, they have the repetitive drove. Then, but Martha says, "Okay, we got the bureaucrat and the innkeeper. How are they both connected to you, Shakespeare?" And then a toil, toil, boil, bubbler on a broom. Uh, and she goes, "Don't you write about that?" And the doctor goes, "Not yet." Uh, 
And Shakespeare goes, well, the uh, architect of the globe used to talk about this old Petey Peters. Uh, and then they go to the globe. Uh, let's see. Dolly Bailey, architect, uh, the globe, 14 sides. Why 14 sides? Uh, the doctor says, does that ring a bell? Why does it ring a bell? And Martha says, well, 14 lines in a sonnet. The doctor goes, yeah, words, shapes, uh, tetradecagon. Uh, Shakespeare says, this is a theater. The doctor goes, well, theater is magic. Uh, stand on the sage, say the words. Uh, he goes, if you empower that. And Martha goes, like your police box, a small wooden box, power on the inside. And Doctor goes, like Martha Jones, you work like Jean-Luc Picard, like deducing things and uh, working out ideas freely. And they go, let's go talk to Peter. Uh, and Shakespeare goes, well, he's under the weather because he thought he saw all those boiling bubblers. Uh, and they go, well, we're going to go talk to him. And Shakespeare goes, well, I'll come along. Uh, then the actors come. Shakespeare goes, here's the play. Ralph, uh, copy it, spread it around. Uh, and remember to project eyes and teeth. You know, Queen could show up, uh, even though she never does. Even says as if. Uh, then Martha and Shakespeare have a go around because she says, dude, get over it. Uh, and he says, well, I think you're a royal beauty. She goes, whoa, Nellie, you've got a wife in the country. He goes, yes, but this is town. Uh, the doctor says, we can flirt later. Shakespeare goes, really? Is that a promise? And he goes, 57 academics just punch the air. Now move. Uh, then the rehearsal's going on, and they're like, Love Labor's won. The actors, that's not, sequels are not good. And they go, the last bit doesn't even make any sense. Uh, and they kind of start running lines. They say, okay, uh, uh, Shad mocks hollow moon betwixt Dravidian shores, uh, and then all of a sudden this wind starts blowing. Dravidian shores of linear five nine three oh one six. Uh, they say, what in the heck is that? How is that a play? And then these special effects that they actors weren't aware of come up, uh, like a crow, and they call it a vile shade. Uh, and they say, that doesn't make any sense. Then the boil bubblers are watching. They go, that's too soon. we got to wait for the main play. And she goes, well, says, don't worry, it's rehearsal, Mom. Uh, then we're back. They go to visit uh, uh, Peter. It takes a while to get to Peter's room, and they kind of talk about a little bit of Shakespeare's backstory uh like how he's been down before and he hasn't had it always easy martha kind of says oh okay so maybe that's why you're covering up it with your brashness huh and he says well uh let's change he goes yeah it wasn't easy for me you know and if, you know even though you think shakespeare has it all he goes the futility of this fleeting existence to be or not to be maybe I, and he says well maybe that's a bit pretentious uh, then they go back and forth about Peter's uh, C-A-R-E where in his room and his uh, helper. Uh, and then, like, they start talking to him. The doctor kind of gets close, like, in a caring way. But Lilith somehow sees this in the cauldron. And she goes, that's the, sh that's the dude that was in the with Shakespeare. I thought there was something up. Uh, and then one of the moms blooms. She says, why is he visiting the architect? And the doctor says, Peter, I'm going to do a little mind meld with you. Uh, he goes, uh, he goes, so let, let me comfort you. And let's go into the past. Remember, the past was just a winter's tale, just a story, okay? And he goes, tell me what happened. Uh, then Lilith and uh, they go, Mom, you got to get over there and figure out what he's doing. Uh, little finger him. Uh, and then they go, Peter, Peter says, uh, well, he goes, yeah, they told me to be 14 walls, 14 sides. Uh, and then they kissed me goodbye. And the doctor goes, well, where do they live? He goes, all hollow street. Uh, and then Littlefinger, the mob, the mob, not the character from the show shows up and she says too many words. Martha goes, what in the double hockey sticks? Uh, 
And she goes, Peter, let's go. So Peter goes with her, like, through a cauldron to another, like, to, to a, you know, peaceful place. Uh, and Shakespeare goes, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. Uh, you're a boiling bubbler. And she goes, who's next? Uh, and Martha goes, we got to get out of here. And the doctor goes, yeah, no. And she goes, well, who's first? Uh, Littlefinger. And the doctor goes, if you're looking for volunteers, I'll go. Martha goes, no. And Shakespeare goes, doctor, what are you going to do? And she goes, you're no mortal has power over boil bubbler. And the doctor goes, there's power in words if I can find the right one. And she goes, no one on earth knows who we are. And he goes, then what's good? I'm here. Uh, 14, 14, 14 stars of Rexel planet. And he goes, you're a carrier, carrier knight. Uh, and uh, she goes, oh, no. And she has to go home. And then they go, how'd you do that? And he goes, old magic, like Earthsea, baby. Like Earthsea. He goes, power of the name. Because didn't you guys ever read that book, uh, uh, Legend of Earthsea, Ursula Le Guin? And they go, that's in the future. Oh, okay, sorry, doctor says, uh, and she goes, Martha goes, but there's no magic. And doctor goes, science and magic aren't that far apart. Science is magic and math. Uh, he goes, they just use words instead of math, uh, carrier nights. And Shakespeare says, for what? And he says, well, for getting Earth uh, to go back in time, to back all the way to the beginning. Uh, then back at the boil bubblers are meeting and uh, Littlefinger says he knows us by name. And Lil says, don't worry, I'll deal with it. Uh, you two go to the globe. It's almost time for the performance. Uh, let's see, 14, very earthy. Deal with the doctor. Uh, Littlefinger, not happy. Time approaches. And then they're back at Shakespeare's room. And the doctor kind of says, okay, here's the, the carrier knights, uh, they're not even supposed to be around. Uh, nobody was sure if they're real or legend. And Shakespeare says, well, that's real. And they say, well, Martha says, what do they want? And he says, well, I'll start Earth over, and they're just boiling bubblers, though. And uh, they go, how? And the doctor says, possibly through words. And Shakespeare goes, my words? And, and they go, well, what were you doing with that carrier night last night? Uh, and the Shakespeare goes, finishing the play. And the doctor goes, well, how's the play end? He goes, boys, girls, friends beyond the binary, dancing, trees, multiforms, uh, funny, funny, fault, fault, funny and thought producing or funny and thought provoking. He goes, but if a couple weird lines I don't even remember writing. And doctor goes, well, that's it. It's a code. Love labors one. Combination of words. Globes their energy converter. He says, the play's a thing. Shakespeare, hinty, hinty, who? Uh, then we go to the uh, play. Let's see. That's a code. Play's a thing. Oh, then we have the like narrator getting the play ready to open. This is where we laugh last left off. Uh, Love labor's lost. Will love labor's be won? And the two moms are in the audience. Uh, uh, then the doctors are looking over a map with Martha, saying, "Okay, there's All Hollow Street, I think." Uh, he goes, "We'll track him down." Shakespeare stopped the play. He goes, "All the all these years, he goes, I thought I was the cleverest man, but you, doctor, I know nothing next to you." Martha goes, "Okay." It's don't complain. He goes, no, no, I love it. I love it. Uh, Shakespeare says, good luck, doctor. And then Shakespeare, uh, Dr. Kimmel, goes, good luck, Shakespeare. Once more onto the breach. Uh, wait a second. Uh, and the doctor goes, keep moving. Uh, let's see. Love labors. Uh, uh, play. Okay. Then we go to the play. The um, moms have a crystal ball. And then they, they kind of say, they're doing the play, like, uh, the eye should have contentment where rests is spun out, uh, and they're saying patience, patience, uh, uh, stretch, stretch, sheets, make the bed. Then Shakespeare comes in and says, stop the play, uh, stop the play. And the actors are like, WTF, uh. 
and uh, Littlefinger and uh, uh, Bloomtide are like, wait a second, this is this. he's trying to stop the play. And uh, Shakespeare says, don't worry, everyone gets a refund, but he can't perform this play. And then the actors are like, why is he acting like this? Get get him off the stage. Uh, uh, but Littlefinger says, don't worry, I have an action figure with real hair. So uh, she makes a doctor fall asleep. And they carry him off to stage, the actors, and they say, forgive our work irksome will. He's been on the beer and feeling ill, Uh, whichever cracks everybody up. Uh, And then, you know, the boil bubblers are happy again. And let's see. We're at once more. Oh, wait, that's the other page. Uh, Okay, so then the doctor and Martha are on Arles Hollow Street. They say, geez, which house is it? and Marcy goes, this doesn't make any sense. It's 1599, but I'm from the future. She goes, so they couldn't have succeeded. Uh, and the doctor goes, well, how do I explain the infinite temporal flux? Uh, he goes, oh, back to the future. It's the same as back to the future. She goes, the movie? This might have been one of the funniest lines I've ever heard. He goes, no, the novelization. And he goes, yeah, the film. Uh, he goes, Marty McFly goes back in time, changes history. And she goes, oh, and then he fades away. She goes, am I going to fade? He goes, yeah, if we don't get this right, we've got to figure out which house. And then a door just opens for them. He goes, oh, which house? Hardy, har, har. Uh, which was funny. Then we see candles. They go upstairs, uh, and Lilith's waiting for him. Dad goes, oh, you're expecting us, eh? And she goes, yep. Uh, and Martha goes, I'll just name her. Carrier night. Carrier night. Uh, and it doesn't work. Lilith says, it only works once. And she goes, by the way, go to sleep, Martha Jones. So Martha falls asleep. And the doctor goes, how could you do that? And she goes, weird, I can only put her to sleep. Uh, she goes, she's somehow out of her time. And you, you don't have a name. Why would a man hide his title in such despair? But she goes, I do know one name that makes your heart ache. Uh, he goes, the names won't work. She goes, yeah. She goes, uh, Rose, North Wind Blows. And he goes, Rose gives me energy. Uh, he goes, where did you carry your nights go anyway? Backstory time. She goes, okay, well, the Eternals got rid of us. Uh, and uh, then Shakespeare brought us in through his imagination. And when he was down, the combination, he goes, well, how many? Just three, but tonight we're going to bring everyone else in and, you know, live on this planet. Uh, it'll be ours. And the doctor goes, well, it sounds like you're busy, but you got to get past me. And Lilith goes, no problem, but you're very handsome. Uh, and he goes, you're not going to be able to charm me, but she's taken his hair for an action figure. He goes, what's that? She goes, souvenir. And he goes, give me back my hair. And then she starts to fly. And then she goes, uh, go to sleep, doctor. Uh, Doctor falls asleep and Martha wakes up. Oh, first the doctor goes, I can't believe this. He goes, that's a DNA replicator. Uh, uh, But doctor, then Martha grabs the doctor. She goes, oh, two hearts beat as one. And the doctor goes, yeah, but uh, I'm not used to having just one heart beat as one. So uh, pat my back, pat my side. Lovely. Uh, then he says, uh, wait, let me see. He has two funny lines. Uh, doctor looked at the cauldron back to the old ways, busy schedule. I forgot. She wanted to think, I don't know. I liked it because the doctor saw Shakespeare in the cauldron. Uh, but he goes, uh, lovely. And then he goes, boom. Oh, bada boom, ba. Uh, bada boom, ba. I love that. Uh, uh, and he goes, let's go to the globe. Uh, so then she flies out. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. Two hearts now, one lovely bada boom bye. To the show, the play. Uh, pish. Uh, who says pish? I don't know. Let me look. Uh, then we're back at the theater. Lilith shows up at the theater. And she says, uh, doctors, Dr. Martha are dealt with. Uh, let's get this on. And they're getting ready for the end of the play. Then Martha and the doctor are trying to run, but they can't find the right direction. Oh, uh, one of the uh, performers says, Pish, uh, it's out of season. Uh, 
swanish sight of a woman's love. Uh, and then they say, okay, this is it. And then the performer says, betwixt Dravidian shores and linear 59301167 points. And I won't say the last number, just in case. Uh, and uh, that's a Grove Rexel 4, co-rate and crystal activate. A uh, form of a swirling crows, and then a form of swirling crows, like a portal of swirling crows opens. And they start swirling around. Obviously, everybody's like, like uh, that's not good for any of us. Uh, we weren't expecting a portal of swirling crows. Uh, that's inconvenient. Uh, meanwhile, the doctor and uh, Martha can kind of see it, uh, it like, and they say, that's a portal of swirling crows. Uh, that's strange. That's some, a character named Littlefinger. And Martha says, don't worry about it. And he says to the stage door, maybe it's just special effects. Uh, and uh, is there clapping? I think everybody's clapping at first because they say, what in the heck? Uh, Oh, you know, everybody's kind of running around. Uh, there's a crystal ball. Oh, all the um, the boiling bubblers are very happy. Uh, Will's asleep. Uh, he goes, what do you, Dr. goes, I thought you were going to stop the play. He goes, I fell asleep backstage. Uh, let's see. Yeah, crystal ball, crows, laughs, crow whirlwind. Uh, special effects, uh, Shakespeare slowly is waking up, uh, and, uh, they say, they say, don't rub your head too much. You'll go bald. The doctor says, uh, that's my cue. And then the, uh, boiling bubblers are like, this is it. This is our big moment. And the doctor runs out on stage. Martha and Shakespeare follow him. And Lil says, uh, the doctor. He goes, well, you're going to have to watch this. All our crows are going to take over. She quotes a play. And then the doctor says, Will, this is your moment. He goes, what do I do? And he goes, well, he goes, use your words. Uh, Shape of the globe gives words power. You're the wordsmith, the one true genius, only clever enough human to do it. And he goes, what words? I got no words ready. He goes, you're William Shakespeare. He goes, yeah, but this is carrier nights. I don't even speak their words. And then the doctor goes, you got to trust yourself. Uh, he goes, when you're writing, the words come like magic. Uh, words of right sound, shape, and rhythm. Words that last forever. That's what you do. Uh, you choose the perfect words to do it. Improvise. And it, it kind of like a, this is like a Shakespearean improv rap battle. Uh, I guess is the closest. Uh, a way I could describe it. And so then Shakespeare says, uh, there's like all this swirling crows and red lights, special effects, a fog machine. And Shakespeare goes, uh, close up this din of uh, boil and bubble. We'll close up your little toil and trouble. Uh, you uh, steal my ideas, uh, play with my action figure. But my doting do- doctor tells me I'm more than a toy. And Lilith goes, these are powerful words. Uh, he goes, carrier knights, uh, cease your show between the points. And he says, I need that reverse number. The doctor says, uh, 761390. And so Shakespeare says, 761390. They didn't do the... Uh, they didn't do the thing. And he goes back to like a tinker, go back to polishing things like a tinker. And he goes, I say to thee, and then uh, he says, Shakespeare goes, what's my line? And Martha goes, Expelleramus. Uh, and he says, what? And Doctor says, Expelleramus. Uh, and Shakespeare says, Expelleramus. And Doctor says, thanks, J.K., and then the little, all the crows start going away. They say, we're going to fly back to, like, uh, the, the cauldron. We're, we liked it better there anyway. Uh, all the scripts kind of start to fly away, too. Uh, then they realize, oh, wait, the cauldron's within the, um, uh, what do you call that thing? The crystal ball. So they say, okay, let's all fly into the crystal ball. All the crows, uh, everybody. The audience is stunned because then everything goes off and vanishes. Uh, 
And uh, first they're all just like sitting there like, what just happened? Uh, uh, and Martha goes, I think they thought uh, uh, th- that was uh, special effects. And doctor goes, well, Love's Labor 1 is gone. Uh, all the copies. Oh, and Shakespeare goes, your effect is special indeed, Martha. And she goes, that's not a very good line. Then they all bow to the audience who's, you know, clapping and amazed. Uh, minds blown. It's not your best line, she says, I thought. I mean, the way she said it, but I thought that was appropriate. Uh, we see the crystal ball was left in their seats. Every All the carrier knights are now in the crystal ball. The doctor goes and gets it. Uh, which has to be some sort of thing of like, uh, it'll return. Uh, then the next day, uh, Shakespeare and Martha are sitting on a bench with the crystal ball and they're kind of exchanging jokes. Uh, let's see how is And I say a heart for a heart and a deer for a deer. Martha says, I don't get it. And he goes, well, what's a joke for you? She goes, uh, Shakespeare walks into a pud a pub and the landlord says, Oi mate, you're barred. Uh, and he goes, I don't understand that one. And uh, he goes, Hey, anyway, what do you think about hanging? Uh, and she goes, no. And he goes, well, we, I, I don't think the doctor knew. He goes, why not entertain a man that, uh, definitely likes you like me. And I think this was a, I had to look up this line. She goes, I don't know how to tell you this. Oh, great genius. you but your breath doesn't half stink, which to me means it totally does. Uh, it could, cause it wasn't a compliment or she said, no, thanks. Uh, no kissing. Uh, then the doctor comes back and he goes, geez, I got a Sycorax and, uh, this neck frilly thing. Uh, and the doctor goes, I like the sound of Sycorax, uh, and uh, he goes, how are you feeling? And he goes, well, I got a headache. And doctor goes, put this ruffle on you. Goes, wear it around for a few days. Maybe just keep it on forever. It looks good. And Martha says, well, what's up with the play? Uh, and the doctor says, it's gone. And the doctor says, it's gone. I looked everywhere. Every single copy of Love, Love, Love's Labors 1 went up in the sky. And Shakespeare says, well, it's my lost masterpiece. And Martha goes, why don't you write it again? And uh, the doctor goes, no, 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 please don't. Uh, still power in those words. Let's forget them. And uh, Shakespeare goes, oh, I got new ideas. Uh, I think about fathers and sons of my son, Hamnet. Uh, and Martha goes, Hamnet? Uh, and he goes, oh, yeah, that was my boy's name, Hamnet. Uh, and she goes, Hamnet. Uh, and he goes, yep. Uh, doctor says, okay, we got to get going. I'm going to put this crystal ball in the attic of the TARDIS. Uh, very much like Superman 2 or 3 uh, with the prism thingamajig. Uh, that's the plan with it because uh, it's very similar to that. He goes, Martha's got to get back to Fredonia. And then Shakespeare kind of says, I could see through everything. He goes, uh, you're going to go back. Uh, and travel through time and space. And doctors, what do you mean? He goes, you're from another world, like the carrier knights. Martha's from the future. I figured it all out. And the doctor, again, he's, this is like, a, like a Shakespeare love. He goes, geez, you're incredible. Incredible. Shakespeare goes, we're like in many ways, doctor. And he goes, let me give you a little verse, a little sonnet for my lady. Shall I compare these to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Uh, then the actors come in. They go, Will, you won't believe it. She's here. Uh, we're the talk of the town, and she heard about it last night, and she wants us to perform the show again. And Martha goes, Who? And they go, Her Majesty uh, has arrived. Uh, and actually, it's really nice. Like, the globe is open to the sun, or it just has really good lighting, so it looks really cool. And then there's, like, you know, the music. Uh, and the queen comes in in full garb, like, out of a movie. And the doctor goes, Elizabeth I? And uh, she goes, Doctor? The doctor goes, What? Uh, and I don't know if that was which Elizabeth it was in last season, but she goes, You are... Uh, 
She goes, remember when you ruined my croquet game and my card game? And the doctor says, oh, yeah, we got to get out. She goes, yeah, you still owe me something. And so the doctor says, Martha, we got to roll. And the queen says, nope, but place the doctor. And so then uh, he goes, never mind, we'll see you. Thanks, Will. And the queen says, stop that. Per, per, precocious doctor or whatever. I don't know what she says, but uh, they run after the doctor. Martha, Shakespeare's cracking up. He thinks it's the funniest thing he's ever seen. The doctor is also having a lot of fun. Like he's laughing. And Martha goes, what did you do? And he goes, uh, I don't know. I don't even think I met her yet. He goes, that's time travel for you, but can't wait to find out. And then they get to the TARDIS, he opens the door, and he goes, that's something to look forward to. And then they go into the uh, uh, TARDIS, uh, and the episode comes to a close. Uh, Good night.